On this episode, we're nice and refreshed after a couple weeks of rest. The fan cast is back. The Argos celebrated their 150th birthday last week and put on a pretty good show and gave out some pretty good cake, too. Crack those cold ones. It's the Argos fan cast. You can find us at Argos Fancast or anywhere you find your friendly neighborhood podcast. Just search Argos Fancast or go directly to Spotify and search Argos Fancast. I am Clay Chisholm. You can find me at all kinds of Clay on the various social media machines. And Will, well, Will's taking a study break. He's uh, got some professional development that he's working on. But you can uh, find him at Argo Fans. Uh, or go directly to argofans.com and uh, talk with like-minded double blue fans. And from the double blue order, Sir Douglas of House Ballinger, second of his name, Lord of Section 116, Warden of the South Side, and Protector of the Realm. How's it going, everyone? Hope you're doing all right. Because we're doing fantastic. You can find me on Twitter or X or whatever the hell it's called. You can find me there at DougB519. You can find the Double Blue Order normally tossing a streamer in sec- out of Section 116 to the end zone on a touchdown. Or you can find us on Facebook, on Twitter, on Instagram. Check out, check us, just do a search. You can find us there. And we also have our merchandise store with a bunch of stuff that's available. You can go get that at doubleblueorder.ca. Well, Douglas, uh, we've been off for a couple weeks. Uh, we had a we lost to Winnipeg. We've been cursed this year. Yeah. As a show, I mean, we've been friggin' cursed. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, some things just didn't work out in our favor the last two weeks so why 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 did posky hire danhausen to curse us because that's not right man i'm sorry <laughs> what did we do to what did what did we do to deserve that come on look what well, well, we did i think going forward we're going to be okay and uh and if you need be if will's still doing his professional development you're not available we'll get ourselves a roster of guest hosts so we can make sure we put through a good show. Ah. Uh, but with the curse uh, lifted, uh, the Argos lost to Winnipeg, nearly beat them with a second string quarterback. Mm. Um, and, you know, as far as Winnipeg Peg is concerned, a win is a win is a win is a win. Um, and, uh, Quite frankly, I think we should have won that game. Um, mm-hmm. I agree. But, but uh, let's not uh, let's leave that one alone. There's been enough shouting back and forth on X. I guess it is now. Um, Twitter uh, for those who whatever whatever the hell it's are, called are, are ignoring Elon. Um, Fuck you, Elon Musk, just for the record. I have you blocked, and I don't care. (laughs) Uh, But last week, the Argo celebrated 150 years in existence. And there was cake. There was cake. I I was not able to go to the game, so I had to get my Argos fixed, and I I decided to... uh, 
take in Argo's practice, and well, Wednesday was about the uh, the only day I had available, and it actually happened to be the actual 150th birthday of the Argos. So they brought out cake at practice. <laughs> and, I mean, if, if to our shock there, we got invited down onto the field at the end of practice to be part of the, uh, the team huddle uh, with pinball given, given a uh, nice uh, rah-rah speech. Uh, <laughs> and then they allowed us to have cake, too. What? Yeah. That's awesome. That's good good timing. That's that's excellent timing, I must say. I had no clue. And yeah. So it was uh it was a good time. And and the cake was pretty decent too. Wow. So um yeah, that's my good for the week. We'll say that right off the bat. That that's mm-hmm. my good right right there. So when we get to that, that that'll be that's my good. Okay. Um, I brought a cake to the tailgate, but everyone forgot about it, so I ended up taking it <laughs> home. That's 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 fine. I ate the whole cake, and I didn't fucking share. <laughs> Hell, you know you know you don't want to eat my cake. Fine, screw you. I'll eat it. Cake is good. Cake is it's, very good. It, in small doses, yes. <laughs> if you could stretch yeah. it out over days, yes. Yeah. Which is what, yeah, which yeah. Is what I did. I, I, it was almost a week before I finished it. No. Yeah, that you know what? That's that's pretty good. I've I've got leftover pie in the uh, in the fridge from this weekend, so I'll have that to finish. Mm. Ah, but the game. Yes. We uh, we hosted the Elks, and we beat the Elks. 35 to 12. We beat them like a government mule, as the saying goes. Yeah, and to think that the Argos left a lot of points on the field. Mm. Um, but they, you know, they looked real good. Um, Chad Kelly didn't need to do a lot. 11 of 16 for 165 yards. Yep, that tanked my fantasy for the week. <laughs> Cameron Dukes uh, completed one of his three passes for uh, 13 yards. That pissed off a couple of my friends, too. <laughs> uh, and a lot of people ran the ball. A.J. Willette, 14 carries, 65 yards. Daniel added a Boye, 7 carries, 41 yards. Deontay McMahon, 5 carries, 26 yards and a touchdown. Uh, Chad Kelly had one scramble for 14 yards. Cameron Dukes carried the ball four times for five yards, and two of those were touchdowns. Yeah, a couple of sneaks there, so. Yeah. Uh, DeMonte Coxley had four catches for 83 yards. Tommy Neal, three for 44. David Unger, four for 42. And DeVaris Daniels, one for nine. And the, the kids showed up. Uh, on the defensive side, Jamie Harry uh, was out there, was, was leading the team with six tackles. Uh, Quantes Stiggers had uh, four, um, including a tackle for loss. But uh, Sean Oakman, he de- they decided that he was going to be the, the man this week because they seems like they just, okay, all right, uh, Hendricks, you're up. 
Costigan, Europe. Or Melody, Europe. Well, Sean Oakland uh, drew the big straw and six tackles and two sacks. Yeah, the big oak tree got it, got himself a couple sack lunches. Yep. Jonathan Jones, uh, five tackles and two sacks. Uh, three of his tackles are for loss. Uh, Darius Pickett, four tackles, one sack. Uh, Royce Mechie, four tackles. Uh, and uh, Winton McManus, three tackles and one hell of an interception. Ooh, that was that was a thing of beauty. It, he's starting to do this on the regular now. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's it's scary. It is absolutely scary, but I'm loving every minute of it, of it because he's on our side. Yep. Uh, Tavarius McFadden had two. Robert Priester, glad to see him back, had one in some spot duty. And Mason Pierce looked pretty good. One tackle and uh, another inter- an interception for him, too. Was ore dig- that ore digger is really uh, showing up. Mm-hmm. And rounding out the uh, defensive tackles, Jack Kassar got in there for one tackle as well. Did did, did pretty damn good. I mean, yeah. they did, you know, if you, if you know they uh, they left some points on the uh, on the field, um, but you know it was uh, it wasn't. Still won handily. Yep. Uh, the one thing that uh, that they did very, very, very well was contain the running attack with Kevin Brown and uh, Trey Ford there. Yeah. Um, Kevin Brown had one long run of 10 yards. And that was his longest, just that. And just that was 10. his total yard production off of six carries. Uh, he had a couple other positive uh, carries, but uh, a lot of them were four negative yards. Mm-hmm. Trey Ford uh, carried the ball one more time than Kevin Brown and got 47 yards. <laughs> I, yeah. Um, for a team that's uh, that's supposed to be really good at running the ball, they looked below average at best. Yeah, and uh, one thing that 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 I picked up because this this was the first time I haven't been able to watch the game on TV either because I was driving back from Ottawa during the game, mm-hmm. so we got to listen to the uh, the Argos play by play for the first time this year. Um, and with, Ho- with uh, Hoagie with Hoagie and Hoagie Gentleman. And- Yes, with Hoagie and Ben Grant, and uh, damn, they are very good together. They complement each other very well. Um, but the one thing Ben Ben pointed out, because it, it looked like any time that Kevin Brown was going to get the ball, the Argos knew exactly what, what knew exactly the ball was going to him. Um, and he said there has to be something in his body language or his you know, pre-snap movement that is tipping off the Argos that they noticed. Uh, and, uh, yeah, because in the first half, it felt like they were 
in the kitchen and you know waiting for him to come down from uh, waking up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's just, what what can I like? They were like I don't know if it, I don't know what was wrong if it was Edmonton just not expecting Toronto to be as ferocious as they were, or Toronto just like basically well to use something from the Jays stole the signal or, or stole the signals if you will. But, uh, yeah, like that, the defense was just always just, yeah, turn made, just made the Elks look exactly the way their record showed actually even maybe in a bit, a little bit worse. Yeah. I, yeah. But the, uh, the 12 points, honestly, I felt like it flattered Edmonton. Well, to be fair, seven of those points came from the most ridiculous <laughs> touchdown I've ever seen. Yeah, that, that was... <laughs> I mean, that is my bad and ugly at the same time. <laughs> that's a bugly. That's a bugly or a... Uh, yeah, that's a bugly. Yeah. It's like, on one hand, on one hand, like, how the hell did they not... How the hell did... Uh, Oakman and I forgot who else was with him, not get him at the sideline. That's the first thing. Second thing, how the hell did you leave Cobb that wide open in the end zone? And then after that, I'm like, you know what? I'm not even mad. No. That was so good. I'm not even mad. Yeah, that's that's going to be one of those ones that's going to be on highlight reels. It, pretty much anywhere that carries that shows football. Well, that's gonna that's good. Well, that's definitely gonna be on the plays of the year. Has to. Oh be. yeah. Oh yeah. You know, it's it's one of those ones that uh, it, I believe even CBS Sports uh, had a post about it as well. Because um, they they started going into some of the other ridiculous uh, catches and stuff as well, and they brought up the Madden glitch from the uh, Blue Bombers game a few years ago. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, like, that, like you, you know, that whole play is is right up there. Um, like, you, that's, honestly, you got to put that up there with the, the Madden glitch catch, a couple of the SJ Green catches, um, it, like, there's a, there's, it's probably in, you know, top 25 of my memory mm. in there. And just, just as a fan, I got to see that clip cause that was on every highlight package. It probably still is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, exactly. The that Madden glitch catch was also ridiculous back in the day, but, but yeah, but this one, like, honestly, like, he should have been tackled four times. Yeah, at least that play. At at least, and he still got. Not only did he get the throw off, he actually got it. Found found a guy wide open in the end zone for a touchdown. And not only that, he had to adjust and throw diagonally to the other side of the field. Now, 
A CFL field is 65 yards wide. And that pass went from, I think it was the 25 or, so, or somewhere around the 25, 30. Mm. And it went about 10 yards deep in the end zone. Mm. And I would say a good, probably 60, 70% the width of that field. Mm. Yeah. yeah like, like That's a long ass throw to be changing directions and yeah and having one step into it like <laughs> yeah it's yeah it was ridiculous it was utterly ridiculous but like i said i can't i couldn't be mad at it i'm like yeah. i did pull when i when i saw it i did pull the crusty the clown what the hell was that but <laughs> yeah. but after that i'm like i'm not even mad no i'm not even mad about that like like seriously, it, that was fuck. That was like ridiculous. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. It's it, that's one of those you you, you see and go okay, well, yeah. There's no and I mean the the amount of times that play got extended, you can't fully expect a DB to stay with somebody especially when you're when you're playing zone like that and when he's scrambling you you have certain responsibilities and it doesn't always yeah like yeah you can't i don't even think Corey mace was mad about that no <laughs> i'm pr- i'm pretty sure i'm sure i'm sure Corey was like yeah i'm not even mad at that either <laughs> yeah so yeah, I think we've well, there was. I don't think there was much other ugly or bad with the with this game. No. Um, no, everything else and beyond that was fantastic. It was yeah. just, it's like to see all the old faces come out to like during during the game, like you had you had a uh, King Kroll's son out there. Um, you had John Candy's kids out there. You had there was like like all the former players that were coming out at halftime. It was like it was just like like a who's who, and I was recognizing everybody that was coming out. Like I mean, Adriano Belli was out there. You could pick him out from a from a lineup a mile away. But uh, I know I know Pinball gave a, gave a speech at halftime. Gave a small little speech at halftime, and I and I kind of welled up a little bit. I'll be honest. <laughs> You know the before we before they even got to the halftime, they they brought back the ceremonial kickoff. That and that that as well was oh my god! Right, right out like it was you like had... it was like watching my childhood <laughs> because you had it was like you had who was it? You had the franchise scoring leader Lance Chomick, yeah, and and No Prefontaine, and uh, I think hey, I think wasn't wasn't and, Hank out there too? And Hank Elisic, yeah. So all three kicking off to Rocket, Pinball, and the Flying Hawaiian. Exactly. 
Like, and you're and you're just like, huh? It's like this. This is like my childhood and adolescence right here. <laughs> Honestly, you had the guy who made me an Argo fan in the Rocket. The guy who cemented it in in uh, when I was a when I was a teenager in pinball. And then you had the guy who made me a season ticket holder in Chad Owens. So there you go. <laughs> yeah. And oh. like, honestly, like, yeah, bringing that, 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 the, it, okay. First of all, bringing the ceremonial kickoff back, they need to do that for all of them now. They really need to. Mm. But that, like, <laughs> three of the best kickers in Argos history. With three of the best returners in Argos history. And they they probably could have uh, done about four or five kickers and about four or five returners out there, too. Well, yeah, Mike, Van- Mike Vanderjet was there, too. Yeah. You could have had him do a kickoff to someone. Yeah, I don't think Bashir Livingston was there, but that would be the other guy that I would put back there. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. You know, and then we had a couple, uh, we had a, you know, a few guys who were here for a cup of coffee. Um, but, yeah, like, that that kind of blew my mind right off the, like, all right. Like, they could have shit the bed right after that, and I, I would have been happy. Yeah, it, it was like, <laughs> I don't care. Screw it. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, like they had ten all-time Argos there. Yeah, ten, <laughs> ten. Yeah. And the other nice, nice touch was the 150th anniversary logo on the helmets. That was just a thing of beauty. Yep. That's. You know, you, you replace the 150 with the ARC. That's my. That's been my favorite Argos logo of all time. Yeah, is the original Argos Rowing Club logo. Mm-hmm. That. That's. I mean, you can't. I, I haven't seen one better, in my opinion. But that's my mm-hmm. opinion. I know a lot of people love the love the uh, the boat logo and uh, the the modern boat logo. Um. Yeah, that that original one. That's my favorite of all time. Yeah. So you put that on the helmet, man. I'm happy. And they had the best combination of uh, of of the uniform out there as well. Mm-hmm. The uh, Cambridge blue top. And socks and the uh, the Oxford blue pants. Yep. Yeah. Mhm. It don't look any better. No. Oh, it's fantastic. It was. I mean, like I said, just everything. Everything about the day was just. It was just like, it was a celebrate. It was a true celebration of everything, over the last hundred fifty years. Yep. It truly was. I think the only thing that uh, would have put it over the top, especially with those returners in the house, 
was if Javon Lee could have broke it, broke one for his fifth punt return touchdown of the season. Oh, can you imagine? If you, if you did that, it's like okay. So in front of all these legends, you now just set you've you've now set the bar. Yeah. <laughs> like that that would that would have just been the cherry on top, and he almost did it. Yeah, he almost twice. did it. He almost yeah. did it twice. Yeah. <laughs> Ah, it's annoying. It was annoying. <laughs> yeah, that's what we have to complain about. That uh, Javon Leak almost broke two, but he didn't. Yeah. <laughs> that tells you it was a good game. Yep. <laughs> At least for us. Yep. A- and then, yeah, and... <laughs> Okay, I know I mentioned it, but I got to mention it again. Winton McManus, 83-yard touchdown pick. Pick six. 83 yards. It was, I, I was like, I'm like, as soon as he caught it, I knew he was gone. Yeah. I, I knew that was coming. I knew that was going to, he's taking it to the house. And, like, and honestly, when you saw him, like, I, the last couple weeks that he's that he's had a pick because he seems to be getting a pick in every game lately, but like he just seems to like get look stronger and stronger every time he's moving with that ball. Yeah, like he looked like a goddamn truck. Yeah, you know, like he like he, he was channeling his inner um, Peter Nicastro and and just like a Peter built semi truck just going to, like nobody wanted to get in front of him. Freightliner. Oh man. Freightliner. <laughs> Damn. Like yeah. And yeah. Boris Beatty moved into uh 23rd all time on in CFL scoring as well. Mm-hmm. So still so still rewriting the record books hundred and fifty years later. <laughs> And all right, we're still speaking about this game. I, I was reading Ben Ben Grant's article on the site that shall not be named. Mm. Um, and um, you know what? I got to throw a flag on Ben. Uh oh. Illegal procedure. Defense. They made the offense move. Five-yard penalty. First down repeated. What? And he mentioned this in the, in the call of the game. When they played the Argos fight song. Uh, uh-oh, what'd he do? What'd he, he do? And this is, okay, this is a little bit nitpicky, right? But uh, the fact that you're throwing a flag, it's a bit more than a nitpick here, bud. <laughs> but... Uh, um. The uh, the Argos fight song when it was on the on the screen, um, he said this was the first time they've uh, they've showed the bouncing ball with the words on there. He hasn't been paying attention, has he? No, no, because he's been he's been begging the Argonauts for years to, according to him, to put the lyrics and the bouncing ball and the jumbotron whenever they play their fight song. He hasn't really looked at it in two years. Because it's been on there for the last two years. <laughs> yeah, because they Cause, have put the they have put the lyrics up, and they have kind of they haven't had a bouncing ball, but they have like really 
they 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 hyper light up the yeah Yeah, they they light they light like 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 say a karaoke you know yeah but uh and and to be honest like for the most part that's how i know most of the words is following along the screen (laughs) i say i've i've sang it so much i've learned i've i know it by heart i don't even i don't need (laughs) i don't need a cue to sing it oh but yeah (laughs) yeah ben you need to pay more attention. Stop watching the game. Jeez. <laughs> like, yeah, watch the end zones, Ben. Like, come, like, come on, on, dude. Get get with it, dude. <laughs> you know, it's not like it's your job to analyze the play on the field. You should know about what's going on in the Jumbotron. Wait, no, wait. Yeah, he, he, it is his job. Um, well, Ben, go, glad that you just noticed this. <laughs> Um, but yeah, just for fun, I was throwing the flag on you, Ben. And we'll see where it goes from there. We'll have to get him on pretty soon so I can call him out in that in person. Yeah, so you can explain yourself. I, I'm never, I, I, I'm, I'm never gonna let it go. Oh no, no, oh like, no, we we shouldn't, we shouldn't. Oh, for, well, no, well, I, once, well, once you get him on the show, we might, but after, yeah. but before, but yeah, but before that, no. Next time he's on the show, we need to give him the intro with the Argos fight song. Yes. <laughs> and, and we'll sing, and I'll sing it for him, too. <laughs> oh, and we'll tell him to follow along with the bouncing ball. In an audio oh. medium. No visuals. <laughs> well, no, I can, uh, well, we can. We can figure that out. I mean, we use Skype for this. We can figure it out. I got a webcam. I got a webcam. I still think I still think it would be funnier. <laughs> no, maybe, maybe. You know what? That might be funny, pretty funny too. Because I think I think he'd probably lose it, and you know, and and not be able to uh, compose himself. We, we he, might we might break him at that point. I that's a oh, all right. That's a challenge. We got to break Ben Grant. <laughs> we, we, we've you've been broken i've been broken will's been broken mm-hmm. we, we pr- i think we i mean you, know, you could probably break a lot of good ben grant seems like a hard person to break yeah all right okay all right that's challenge challenge Chal- accepted challenge accepted <laughs> challenge accepted nice all right we've got uh Another game coming up this weekend. We're hosting the Ottawa Red Blacks. The, re- the also recently eliminated Ottawa Red Blacks. Yes. Yeah, we eliminated the the Eskimos officially uh, after that with that win. And uh, yeah, now Ottawa's not playing for anything. Toronto's not playing for anything. I haven't been out to practice, so I don't know who's been taking the first team reps. But uh, it doesn't look like great weather. Uh, well, well, you're you're right. I mean, they're calling. I mean, let me just. I'm gonna. Let's look it up because it has been changing. Yeah, it's been changing a lot lately. Like I know earlier this week they were gonna say it was. They were saying it's rain, like all like like ninety percent chance of rain. Now it's oh. much much different. So oh, it's like, wow. Morning, partly cloudy and sunny. High of seven. Afternoon, 
partly cloudy and sunny, uh, high of 14. Evening, overcast skies and 12. Okay, no that's, a, that, that's, a, that's a little bit better than what I got. Uh, forecast oh, wait, issued. that's Friday. My bad. <laughs> yeah, forecast issued 704 today by okay. Environment Canada based off of their Toronto Island Toronto Island uh, Airport weather station. Saturday, they're calling for showers, high of 11, but at night, uh, cloudy with a 40% chance of showers. So they're so the field might be to use the old to use the um, horse racing terminology. The field might actually be down to from firm to probably somewhere between yielding and soft. Yeah. Um, the the weather network is uh, saying uh, 11 degrees in the morning, uh, one to three millimeters of rain. Afternoon, partly cloudy with a with a chance of rain uh, up to 12 and about a millimeter, and then uh, the evening, uh, 10 degrees overcast uh, with a less than a millimeter, 60 percent chance. So really, it's going to come down to the du- to the dueling. It's really going to come down to who you're going to put your money on with regards to the weather, either Environment Canada or Chris Murphy. Yeah, we'll see. So I mean, with the if if it happens to be to be kind of mucky out there, I'm not sure that I want to give a lot of my starters all the work. I don't see them getting all, I don't see them. I think they're just going to have enough reps to keep them warm. Yeah. That's about it. Yeah. And then, yeah. We're, yeah. Cause yeah. Yeah. I, I think you'll see a lot of uh, what we saw in the last game too, with the, you know, AJ will on somewhat of a pitch count. Um, yeah, but they got a lot of people some reps in there, so mm. I think we'll see probably Cameron Dukes. We may even see Brian Scott a little bit. There might, yeah, there, yeah I mean, he, he tweeted out something earlier today, so that's entirely possible. Yeah, that we could potentially see him. Yeah, because I think they, I, I know they, they, the Argos have said their intention is to, um. For Chad Kelly to play four of the uh, the last six games, he sat out one, played in another, so we've got four games left. So he's going to play in three of them and and uh, sit on the sidelines uh, for the for one of them. Or sorry, we've got three three down. He's played in two of them. Yeah. And uh, and so we've got three games left. So we've got. Two Chad Kelly games and one no Chad Kelly game. I can probably guess which one is not is going to be the non Chad Kelly game. Now, I could I could take a guess. It won't. It will. It'll be a road game. I have a feeling he's playing. He'll be playing at home this week. But then beyond that, it's going to be kind of touch and go as to whether we're going to see him in Saskatchewan or Ottawa beyond beyond yes. this. I think you. I think they'll probably sit him for the Saskatchewan game. Okay. Just just because the Argos have 
the bye week, the first week of the playoffs. Mm. Uh, and uh, they'll want to kind of – you don't want to be have them sitting for two weeks. You know? Yeah, that's true, because then, then if he get, loses sharpness, gets too cold, and then – Yeah. Yeah, you don't but, want that. But that being said, I don't think he's in there for the majority of a game. Yeah. I think he's in there just enough to keep him sharp. Yeah. It's so probably a half. Yeah. You know, it'll, it'll probably eat into his most outstanding player stats, but I'd ra- I think he would agree that he'd rather have the Grey Cup. Yeah. Yeah, I know I would. So. <sighs> yeah, I, I, still, I still think Dinwiddie's got Coach of the Year locked up now, so. <laughs> If they give it to O'Shea again, we riot. Yeah, absolutely. I'll, 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 I mean, considering, well, hold on. When do they, when do they announce, when do they announce the, uh, the awards? When are they doing that? Oh, is it Coach Friday night? Year, I don't know. If, yeah, it might be. I don't, and then one of those, the coach of the year is one of those ones that, uh, they've been moving around a lot. So I'm hoping they announce it with the rest of them. Okay. Let me see. I think that is the Friday. It's usually the Friday night. Yeah, because if it is, I'll be I'll be down. Yeah, so okay, so hang on. Sorry, I'm just I'm just doing some quick stuff here. Just talk amongst <laughs> yourselves for a second. Ah, yeah, it was the, yeah, it, it was actually no, it was the the it was the Thursday last oh. year. Okay. Well, it doesn't matter. I have that whole week off anyway, so I'll <laughs> so I'll, I'll I'll light a bonfire if necessary. <laughs> If they give it to O'Shea again, I was like, look, Mike, I love you, but I'm sorry. Ryan did more than did better than you this year. At least he at least he didn't lose. At least he didn't give us um, uh, Edmonton their Well, no, no, it wasn't Edmonton. Didn't give Ottawa their first home win in a while. OK, yeah. So. Right around you. Ah, <sighs> anyway. Well, that I mean, with that, I, you know. There's I, I don't know how you can really preview this game other than say, OK, we you know, we've. You know, want to see these players uh, show up, and you know, I, I, I want to see a little bit more out of. I want the. I want to see Jonathan Jones in there a little bit more. I want to see Jack Kassar getting some snaps on uh, on defense, hmm. um, because it, you know, like, <laughs> give them some rest. Yeah, you know, give, give the guys some rest. You know they've, they've they've they're doing everything everything that they they've been asked of and it may it makes me wonder are they gonna act, wonder if they're gonna activate a couple of the practice roster guys I wouldn't be surprised if they do that uh, for the last couple games yeah um like in you know it's it's worked out uh, it's worked out well for a couple of the guys I mean uh, you know Harry's uh, you know guy who was on the practice roster got elevated uh when uh Jamal Peters went down. Yeah. So and then you know th- then moving Quantas Stiggers over to play Jamal Peters spot has worked out pretty well too. Mm-hmm. Sadly probably too well because I don't think we're gonna see Quantas Stiggers next year. Well yeah that would be a shame. Yeah. Unfortunately I think he's going to get at least onto a practice roster in the NFL next year. He's yeah. 
I wouldn't surprise me because he's he's young and he's proven that he's that he's a good that he's good enough player to be down there. So yeah. Um. But yeah, yeah, I just I want to see some of the other guys uh, show up and uh, and do some more things. Um, don't think Deontay Knight is uh, is too banged up. I didn't see him on the injury report, so because uh, he did leave last game with an injury. Yeah, but I wouldn't yeah. be surprised. I wouldn't be surprised if they held him off. So yeah. I mean, I don't, uh, see, I don't see them. I don't see. I could see them being very conservative when it comes to people. When it comes to players getting hurt. No, oh, yeah. Being very well, conservative. So. Yeah, and and you know, we'll probably see Brandon Barlow in there um, again. Um, yeah, and just looking at the injury report, we're we're Dwayne Hendricks will be will be back in there. Mm. He decided to they they decided to sit Dwayne Hendricks in favor of Oakman and they made the right choice. Now they can bring him back and he can do his thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, you know they're they're going very easy with uh, Jamal Peters because he he looked like he could do all the do everything uh, just running around uh, in practice last week. But uh, yeah, they're. He's hasn't practiced at all this week, so he's going to be out again this week. Take take your time. Yeah. Just as long just as long as you're ready for the eleventh. Yeah. Jordan Williams has been uh, is been nursing a calf injury. Sit him down. We got some other guys. Let mm-hmm. him rest. Heal up. But you know who is uh, is on here and has actually been a partial participant in practice. John Haggerty. Oh. Yeah. Getting ready for uh for playoffs, I guess. Hmm. Well no. Not too bad. The game should be uh should be pretty good. Um I'll be back in the stands for that one. Yay. And we'll have uh Travis there for it as well, because he happens to be in town on uh, another ultimate frisbee tournament. Oh, Jamie will love that. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, at the next generation of the of a, of gay of game day coxswains. <laughs> yep, uh, and some uh, CFL news. Um, I think that we we need to talk about it's kind of the ever changing landscape out west. Um, BC went through it. Edmonton's now going through it. Calgary's got their issues. Uh, and Saskatchewan's got some issues as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, if reports are to be believed out of uh, the guys from the uh, the Piffles podcast, um, Saskatchewan's got some issues with uh, attendance. A lot more than... Than we'd think, because I guess I, I think that what the the reporter to them was seven to eight thousand paper tickets. Hmm, that's concerning. That's a lot, especially when they're not selling out. Yeah, that's very concerning. Yeah. If if you're if you're 
if you're out in the, if you're out in the big wheat fields out in out in Regina, I'd start asking some questions. Yep. And I think the other, th- I think they've kind of pushed the fan base to the limit about what they'd accept and not accept. Um, because, and I think they're, you mentioned they're uh, looking to raise prices as well. Yeah, I read that. I read that somewhere on on uh, on Reddit that uh, that the uh, that the invoices are out for for season's tickets. For the riders, and apparently ticket prices are going up twenty percent. That's a big, big jump. Well, I mean, they're not Miami Inter, whatever the the Miami MLS team. Yeah, you know, well, no, because they don't have they don't have a global met they don't have a global hyper mega star on their team. No, yeah, and if, even if, them. If, I, and, <laughs> I mean, Even then, season tickets. If if anybody hasn't seen that, the Miami MLS team season tickets are going up. Um, what like five six hundred percent? Yeah, five yeah five six hundred percent at the minimum. Like, and it's all and it's all because of one player. Yeah, it's all because of Lionel Messi. Now, granted, it's Lionel Messi. He's one of the best. He's been one of the best in the world. Global. Yes. He's a, as I said, he's a global, hi, global hyperstar. Yeah. But they, but they are, de- but the ownership is definitely taking advantage of that fact, and they're gonna see how much they can milk out of the fan base who want to see him play. Exactly. Um, but getting back to Saskatchewan, uh, yeah, they're they're uh, raising ticket prices. I think this is gonna push. Push a lot of the. Uh, it, it used to be Saskatchewan could literally do anything. Yeah. And and you'd sell it. Like, you know, you used to go out there and you go into a gas station and they're selling Ryder merch. I At one you, point, I thought, I thought you I thought you were going to say they were going to sell Ryder branded gasoline. Because I'm pretty sure could. people people would still buy that at a dollar fifty a liter. <laughs> At a premium, yeah. <laughs> they would they would probably buy that. Um, Actually, I think at that point you could probably push it up to about a buck seventy-five a liter. Yeah, just make the make the premium. I'll oh, just make uh, the yeah. So when you go into a Shell station, it's not like because you got what was it bronze, silver, and gold. You got bronze, yeah. silver, and green. <laughs> yes, there you go. Yeah, the green gasoline. Yeah. Because I I look, there was an article years ago. On on the uh, the CFL.ca Snap website that said, okay, the Argos, or the sorry, the the Riders could sell anything except the kitchen sink, but they did sell the plug for the kitchen sink. <laughs> Literally, they did sell it. Yeah. Um, and they used to sell carpeting. That wasn't AstroTurf. No, you could buy. Oh, like legit, like carp- legit, gr- like gr- gr- like green shag pile carpeting. Yeah. You could buy it in two versions. Buy it by the meter. Nice. You you could buy it with uh, it for a square room. They had the big massive rugs that you could buy with the outline and the big logo in the middle. 
<laughs> or you could buy the you know the 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 press conference background logo or uh, press conference background with the logo at uh, various intervals on it. That is someone whose house I do not want to go to for a dinner. Imagine you buy it with. Imagine you buy one with a big logo, and you, and you're and you're like psychotic about the logo. So it's like, it's like so you walk in, you take your shoes off, whatever. You go into the house, like, and, you, and buddy's like, "Hey, stay off the logo." It's like, oh shit, sorry, I have it roped off for a reason, you know. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Oh. I would probably be that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm ridiculously superstitious. I would probably be that guy. <laughs> like, like the, you know, those, those, those bath mats that uh, you used to be able to buy for just about every team. I looked at that. I'm like, I don't, I know, no, I can't, I can't do it. I can't step on that logo. <laughs> I, I would probably be that guy. I would now, rope it off. Now, to be fair, you—I mean—if it is a bath mat, you probably could step on certain logos. Yeah. As well as just say you're, just say it's in the middle of the night. You don't want to turn the light on when you go take a leak. Oh, yeah, whoops! My bad. I missed. But it's not like it's in somebody else's house. <laughs> if it was in somebody else's house, it'd be a different story. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean. <laughs> no, and the other thing I'm—I want to bring up about the these attendance woes is I think these new stadiums are part of the problem. Well, yeah. Yeah, because I know with I know with Saskatchewan, I remember because they put like uh they actually put a sales tax on rider ticket sales to recoup the cost of building them the stadium. Well not even that. That's not that's not where my problem is with a lot of these new stadiums. And it, it, it as far as in Canada, it started in Hamilton with these social areas. Still waiting for my refund, by the way. <laughs> I know I'm not going to get it, but carry on. Yeah, for the, for these these social areas in these stadiums. Mm. Um, I know Saskatchewan has has a few. Winnipeg uh, has has some. We've got a little bit. Not Hamilton much. has a ton. Ottawa has a couple of areas, I think, too. Yeah. So when you're looking at these games, and if you go back, some of them, like Hamilton has had several sellouts. But you would severely, severely question those if you looked at the stands during the game. I know I have. I but, know I have. It's like sellout, really? Where the hell is everybody? Yeah. Then? But then if you look on the um is it on the one side they've where the the press box side on the, the first concourse, they've got the Coors light bar. Right behind the 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 I can I can't remember their orientation of that one. Um but it's yeah, they've got the Coors light bar there and if you have ever walked through there at any time from half an hour up to the, leading up to the game to when they call last call, it is shoulder to shoulder people. Mm. And then they've got that end zone bar. You know, 
and the and they're now selling social tickets. Saskatchewan's got that. They're starting to see it. And that's an optics thing. Right? Like you see empty stands. And you go, well, maybe you know, for the for the fringe fan, that's not going to be as exciting, right? Mm. You know, when you see people in the stands going nuts, you know, and you see it packed, you go, okay, that's a hot ticket. I, you know, I want to be part of that. It, like honestly, it, it, these social areas are great for the millennials, and but it is killing. It is killing the optics for these teams. Mm. And honestly, I think that's part. I mean, Saskatchewan has put out a very mediocre team the last several years. Just say it. They're mid. <laughs> ah, right, they're on the, right now. I, the, right now, they're very mid. At at the bare minimum, yeah. they're probably they're, they may be a little bit lower than mid. They're right uh, they're well, well, I still I th- I personally think they're mid. So I mean, really, I mean, really, you take um, but just to go off, just to go on the side here. I mean, realistically, there isn't really a lot of there's not like a lot of quote unquote mid teams. You're either good or you're not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Really, the the mid teams are in the east. Yeah, it's like you got two good teams in the west. One really good team in the East, two mid teams in the East, and then the rest are all just shit. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. And but anyway. one of these kind of shit teams is going to make them the playoffs. Uh, the other thing we got to we got to mention is uh, Edmonton announced that uh, they were going to close the the upper deck uh, for uh, the 2024 season and only open it on specific games. Um, so so I'm gonna so I'm gonna guess definitely Calgary. Yeah, Calgary comes to town, and definitely the playoffs if they make it. Yeah, not this year, but obviously within the, like next year if if they're that hopeful. Yeah, and if they have some kind of big event or something like that that's going on, they'll probably do that. But yeah, they're 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 going to be tarping off the upper deck, much like BC did. Um, we closed our our upper deck on the east side. Should be tarped off, but that's that's a whole different ball of wax. That's that's a whole different ball game, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so they're gonna be moving all those fans because they're getting, you know, they're still getting good. good I mean, good numbers. Good but, but you're in a sixty-five thousand seat stadium. Exactly. They're all over the place. Yeah. You've got like little pockets all over the place, and once again, you're look if you're looking at optics, it doesn't look very good. No, and this is, and I, I understand. Okay, yeah, it's it's a you know optics as far as we've been talking about, but this in, in Edmonton is a business decision. Yeah, you know, much like they they, you know, don't allow people in the uh, the second deck on the east side to wander up there because one, they don't have the proper security. They don't have like they just there's there's a lot of things they're not paying for to have up there, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So why you know. Edmonton's going to save a little bit that way. They're the way their stadium is configured. It's a you know a little bit different because um, they've the, they've got the one concourse and that's about it. Mm. Um, so 
I don't know. I've never been there, so you'd have to describe yeah. it. So. It's actually pretty deep. Like, they've got, you know, they've got the big concourse that uh, you can, you know, walk around the stadium in. And then on the offshoot, you got one side is the, the seats. And on the other side, you go into a another area, kind of an offshoot. Like, you know, you know, almost like you're going through, oh, side quest, there's the food. You know, it's in a, in a bigger area here that kind of look, looks out into the other side of the stadium uh, with, with tables and chairs and all that stuff in there as well. So, and I believe that's on the other side, on both sides of the stadium, like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it, it's a different thing, but, yeah, it, you know, there it's a, it's a business decision because – you got to pay for security to be up there. So, you know, if you can congregate everybody to a certain point until you uh, sell it out, why not? It'll yeah. look better on TV. Mm-hmm. So, and it'll save you some money in the long run. <sighs> Man, we've been going long. Okay, let's uh, get... Uh, Right into our, our picks. Um, we were eliminated from fantasy, so we don't have much in the way there. I would just advise people to not put all their eggs in one basket if they're uh, putting Toronto players in the in the, in their lineup, because obviously we are resting people. Yeah, at that this, at this point two weeks to go in the season or two to three weeks to go in the season. Yeah. We're yeah. Just, uh, just be, just be careful. Yeah. I'd bet the farm on BC on, uh, I, I would be throwing a ton of, uh, weight on Vernon Adams as your quarterback. Really? Yeah. Hmm. Playing Hamilton. And I think BC's it, 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 Hamilton is very mid. Mm. You know, they've got an eight and eight record. Um, and BC's going to be pissed off. Mm. I see your, I see your point there. The only concern I have is the fact that Vernon has a, Vernon has a propensity to prolapse. And when I mean prolapse, he prolapses hard. And the and the and usually, I mean, when it comes to cat fights, I just don't know. Yeah, well, I yeah that that's where I would put my my quarterback money. But if you need some, uh, the other <laughs> the other option uh, would be Jake Mayer for Calgary uh, hosting Saskatchewan. Mm, that's that's a possibility. Um, yeah, and then if he's uh, it, Edmonton, Trey Ford, Montre- Montreal, maybe. But yeah, it's this is a hard fantasy week. Thank God we don't have to play anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I know like this is just getting this is like yeah this is getting harder and harder to pick yeah um 
So let's go right into our picks. I've got the Nickel of Destiny handy. Uh, so we've got... So far, we've got three games with uh, with live odds. Um, yeah, they're not taking money on ours. No. Uh, so we've got uh, BC in Hamilton. Hamilton's got something to to, to play for here. Uh, they can try and catch Montreal for that. Uh, can they catch them for the home playoff game? I think they, they can. Yeah, they still can. They're only two points behind. Yeah, two they points. Have to, they have. They pretty much. If they pretty much have to win, they have to win out and hope Montreal loses. Yeah. Um. But yeah, uh, BC is also in the same boat. They're currently two points behind Winnipeg with two games to go. Yep. So like they've they've clinched a home playoff date, but the question is, which game are they getting? Yep. Uh, so BC is favored by three and a half. Uh, I know Hamilton has been playing better as of late, but I am still, uh, I'm taking BC, uh, plus the three and a half. Yeah. I, to, there's no, there's nothing to say that, that I'm ever going to take Hamilton in anything. So BC. Uh, and uh, I will flip the nickel of destiny to find out whether or not uh, Will is taking the points or not for a BC win. Uh, so uh, heads would be BC plus the points, and uh, tails would be a BC outright win. Well, he's uh, picking heads, BC uh, plus the points. Uh, Saskatchewan in Calgary. Calgary's favored by three and a half, which is weird to see for a four and eleven team to be favored over a six and ten team. But Saskatchewan's been playing like garbage the last few weeks. So mm, yeah, that's that's the that's the kicker right there. Because also there is massive implications here. Because if Calgary wins, they'll have the tiebreaker over Saskatchewan. Calgary still has a game in hand. So there yep. it's entirely possible, entirely possible for Calgary to backdoor their way in the playoffs. Yes. Um, the Saskatchewan in me will not allow me to take Calgary. Yeah. So uh, I'm picking Saskatchewan, uh, but I'm not taking, I, I'm yeah, Saskatchewan to win. I mean, I and and like I'm looking at this like it would just it would just it would basically like to me that would put Saskatchewan out there for a little cow of the of the year if they allowed Calgary to not only beat them but to actually surpass them and take the playoff spot from them considering considering where we're at this point. Yeah. Also, all Saskatchewan has to do is win and the playoffs are set. Yep. Well, at least in terms of which teams are in it. Yeah. Not necessarily where everyone's going to go yet, because that could potentially come down to the last game of the season. Yep. In, in well, in both cases, in both the East and the West. But, uh, um, so 
Okay, who's okay? So okay, so Calgary is the home team here. Hmm. Yeah, that's a tough call. I mean, I I would like to see Saskatchewan make Calgary fall on the third left on the third from last fence and get euthanized on the track, but why do I have a feeling Calgary is going to backdoor in it? <laughs> okay. Calgary's, I have a feeling Calgary is going to backdoor in it and make the playoffs again, even though the, even though realistically they have absolutely zero right to be there this year. All right. Now I know will will not want to take Saskatchewan. No, he's taking Calgary all the, all the way. Yeah. However, it took me four flips of the nickel of destiny to get Calgary. <laughs> um, four flips of the nickel of destiny. Yep. That's ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. I'll, I'll, I'll allow him to take Calgary this time. But next time. <laughs> next time, he's, he's back in the green. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, then we got Montreal in Edmonton. Montreal's favored by two and a half. Montreal at nine. They're the most mid nine and seven team ever. They, they should beat Edmonton. But just for shits and giggles, I'm going to take Edmonton. Okay. Um. Hold on. Nickel of Destiny. Will is also taking Edmonton. Yeah, well, here's the thing. I think if Montreal wins... I think um, I don't know if what what does the playoff scenario look like for this one? Does if Montreal wins this game, do they clinch East semifinal? Uh, let's see here. East division: Montreal win or Hamilton loss, Montreal will host East semifinal. Okay. So if uh, well, whatever happens Friday Friday night will determine. Yeah, whether whatever or not happens. Montreal- yeah, whatever happens Friday determines what what Montreal is going to do on Saturday. But the thing is, they have to have the depth chart out by Friday, yeah. do they not? So, oh, like I still I still think Montreal's trotting out their their uh, their A team. But well, yeah, regardless, gotta get, well, yeah, I got to get Cody sacked six more times before the before the season's over. Um, you know what, Edmonton. I'll take Edmonton just All just right. just for the lulls. And uh, yeah, Ottawa and Toronto. Toronto. Toronto by um, twenty twenty one. Minimum twenty one points. That sounds sounds about right. Like it, it, yeah, I'll go twenty three. Will is taking Toronto. Yeah. So we we do not flip the coin on that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that uh, well, that's the picks. Talked about fantasy. Mm-hmm. I think it's time for the three minute warning. All right, gentlemen, you have three minutes, and you better make it good. Three minutes, and we're out of here. We got three minutes, and we're out. Is this thing on? Yeah. 
Yes, indeedy. Um, I have to. We have to take a trip to Kazakhstan here. We have to take a quick trip to Kazakhstan just, just because of perhaps the one of the greatest things he's ever posted. All right. It was to the to one of the eternal trolls. <laughs> one of the um the self-proclaimed Canada's smartest man. I say well, that. No, because, he, he, he well, was, no, I say I say that because he says a lot of dumb shit. Okay. <laughs> All right. And and basically challenge essentially challenging like most dumbass Tiger Cat fans do who don't know their own friggin' history, that claim that, uh, basically saying, oh, the oh, the Tiger Cats are older. Yeah, even though, even though it's not, even though you guys were born in 1950 out of three corpses sewn together, but that's beside the point. Yeah, football in Hamilton is, is older, but yeah. there's been like 75 teams in Hamilton. Exactly. So, and, he, and even then, if you wanted to go that route, fine, fine. By city, Toronto still has 24 Grey Cups. We still win. Yep. If we're going by city. Oh yeah, if we're going by city and football in Toronto, we're well. We're yeah. The Blues have been uh, been playing football longer. Mm, the blue. The Blues have been playing. The blue, The Blues have a couple of Grey Cups. The Balmy Beachers have a Grey Cup, I think. Yep. Great cup or two. So it's like, yeah, this, like I said, the city of Toronto still wins. Yeah. Regardless, you're still in our shadow. Get used to it. Anyway. Yeah. So, so this, so Anton <laughs> replied to him. Or not replied, but retweeted him <laughs> saying, Peter doesn't know how to count. Bad education system. He could take off his gloves and count to 10. 20 with the shock with shoes and shoes and socks removed and 21 when naked or 20 and a half in Peter's case. Uh, Fantastic. Anton. You're undefeated. Yeah, he wins completely undefeated. Absolutely undefeated. He wins. (laughs) And I mean, he also uh, questioned why the 150th anniversary of the uh, the Toronto Argonauts is not a national holiday. Take the date and go to BMO Field. There will be beer and questionable sausages. You see, Argos beat the Locusts. It will be a blood. It would be bloodless and violent. <laughs> God, Kazakh translates great. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Well, I just want to give a quick shout out to uh, a couple of Elks fans who made the trip out to BMO Field to watch to watch the champions. Of course, I don't mean them. <laughs> but uh, let me give a shout out to to uh, the Elks herd who showed up. And to uh, Kayla from the Turf District who showed up. Nice. I was a bit. Uh, I was a. I was a little bit surprised when I was in when my full gear and that was a full gear and I see her turn around and I go, "Hi, 
<laughs> oh man, I, I'm I'm disappointed. I missed the game. No. Yeah, I, yeah, I kind of showed her around the parking lot, showed her where the where home plate was and everything. So, yeah, stupid semi trucks having a frigging yeah. frigging taking up taking up the back end of the frigging parking lot where we normally tailgate the pricks. Yeah, Drake, we got a problem with you. That's just enough. The, and you know what? Hold on. Before we continue, this really grinds my gears, too. We now go to Peter Griffin for You Know What Really Grinds My Gears. Thanks, Tom. You know what really grinds my gears? I'm going to throw a... I'm gonna, you know what? Fuck it. I'm throwing a flag at Drake. Illegal procedure. Defense. They made the offense move. Five-yard penalty. First down repeated. I'm going to throw a flag at him. Here's the reason why. He got himself a piece of he got himself a piece of jewelry or a chain, if you will. And it, and it's like it's really nice. It's like of the CN Tower. You have the Raptor on top of it. You have the Blue Jay underneath it. And he's got a little charm with the Leaf logo on it. You're missing somebody here, Drake. Mm-hmm. And to and to those of you who say, "Oh, just get Drake to promote the Argos." That's the exact reason why I don't want him doing it. He doesn't give a flying fuck about the Argos. Nope. There was only there was only one guy who treated the Argos like the kings they were supposed to be in this city. And that's John Candy, and unfortunately, God rest his soul, he's dead. Okay. Yeah. And it's a damn shame because he, because we all know he treated, he treated those players like the Kings. They like they like the Kings of football that they deserve to be. Yep. Not some fucking, not, not some, uh, some guy. Huh? And not an afterthought. Yeah. Not, and not an afterthought. Exactly. Like, you know what, you know what ticked me off about those? And I wasn't even there, but it still ticked me off those. They could have parked those. Those semis anywhere on that property, and that's where they chose to park them. Mm-hmm. That's where MLSC chose to say, "Yeah, park those semis there." Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Come on, guys. When why not park them right behind the OVO Center? Why not park? Why not park them at Ontario Place? There, no one's parking there right now. Well, I mean. The, the the difference is they're probably not paying for the the parking at uh, at the exhibition grounds. Hmm. Either either way, I don't care. They shouldn't have they shouldn't have fucking been there to begin with. Oh, well, we, we yeah. so kind of so 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 instead of having a nice concentrated tailgate like we always do, it was actually very spread out. And that kind of, I mean, we still had a, we still had people coming around our section anyway. It doesn't really matter. Yep. But. I mean, well, now now that now that we've got the smoker, yeah, yeah. Thank exactly. you, Ginger. Yeah, thank you, Ginger. Shout out to you. Shout out to you, buddy. By the way, by the way, last game he raised a thousand bucks for uh, was it? It was Peter Leader. It was Tackle Hunger. He was raising for right. I I think I think know. he was. I think it was. Yeah, I think it was Tackle Hunger the last game. Good so. on him. So with the, with all those friggin' chicken legs he he got he tried to get turkey legs but he couldn't get them couldn't get just couldn't get them yeah. so he got chicken 
but I mean, he raised a thousand bucks for charity. I mean, come nice. on, you can't. No, nope. you can't. You can't really. You can't really be. I mean, I'm never mad at him, but you can't really fault a yeah. guy for doing something like that. That's friggin' amazing. Yeah, and the and the other thing that uh, that I saw recently that he's got going is uh, he's gone and made himself a custom breast cancer awareness Argos jersey. A current one. Yeah, a current one. He, a pink. He, that's pink. He got he got the oars done on the shoulders and everything. I need to know who was who was uniform guy is because damn yeah but yeah so because <laughs> that's going to be cool he's going to be sporting that all october mm-hmm. which which yeah. is only which is like what for another three weeks hey all three games yeah why not <laughs> with that i think we'll uh wrap uh, up the this show and uh doug where can they find you you can find me on Twitter or X or whatever the hell they're calling it nowadays at DougB519. Also on threads, too, by the way, even though I really don't post there. but I should post more, considering. But, uh, yeah, you can also find the Double Blue Order at Section 116 at BMO Field. You can also find them on social media at Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. And uh, we also have our merch store up. Go check out. Try and get try, – uh, don't try, but try and get some merchandise if you can. DoubleBlueOrder.ca. Please get please get some stuff. We we've already blown we've already blown through our streamer budget twice over. Oh, and the Arcos just keep going, scoring touchdowns. I know that's that's <laughs> that's what that's what hurts. Oh, uh, you can find Will at Argo Fans on uh, on social media and uh, find, and go directly to ArgoFans.com and uh, talk with some like-minded uh, double blue fans on. Uh, on the official Argos message board. You can find me at all kinds of clay on all of the social media machines. You can find us at Argos Fancast or anywhere you find your friendly neighborhood podcast. Just search Argos Fancast. Go directly to Spotify and grab us there. Like, subscribe, do all the things so that you keep keep getting us every every week from now on. Uh, we, we're not taking any more rests for the rest of the year, and uh, by hook or by crook, we'll be we'll get these out there. Well, well, at least, well, yeah, base, yeah. Even if we have to, like, put in a new hamster in place computer, we'll do it. We will figure it out. Break, break out, break out the cattle prods. Oh, with that, we'll talk to you next time when we're. 14 and 2. But 1 and 0 on the week. Cheers, everyone. Go Argos. Go Argos.